the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Tragedies both unexpected and normal uh, are where we start a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. Uh, They are uh, still in Butler Township near where the Dayton Airport is located, trying to come to grips with a Friday afternoon shooting that left four dead. The suspect is in custody in Kansas and will be extradited back to Ohio. But the neighborhood where this happened is a very peaceful neighborhood, not one known for violence, a nice neighborhood. And they will be gathering tonight at Butler High School in Vandalia to uh, pray and to commemorate the lives of the four people who were shot and killed on Friday afternoon by, it appears, 39-year-old Stephen Marlowe, who lived in the neighborhood uh, and had uh, a troubled past and a checkered history. He was living with his parents. Uh, He had a job in Chicago. He had been convicted of a crime, served time, uh, multiple crime scenes. We really don't have much detail on this motivation. Uh, Really, all we know is that Clyde and Eva Knox... Uh, An elderly couple were shot and killed. Their funeral will be tomorrow. Sarah Anderson, 41, and Kayla Anderson, 15, who I presume is her daughter, uh, also shot and killed. Kayla was a sophomore uh, getting ready to start her junior year at Butler High School and beloved by her classmates. She was a member of the soccer team. So that is something that we do not expect. We uh, unfortunately have come to expect that in inner cities around the country. That is typical of the violence that we see, but not in a quiet... um, presumably previously safe neighborhood like Butler Township. So as more details become available on that, we will give them to you. Of course, uh, Kayla Anderson's friends gathered at Butler High School on Saturday night. And again, that will be the scene of a 5 p.m. prayer vigil tonight uh, for those in that area who want to come together and pray in the aftermath of just a a despicable event on Friday. It appears that Stephen Marlowe, after shooting, and killing four people, got on I-70 and drove west. He had to stop and fill up gas at least once before he uh, got to Kansas. But I saw, and you probably saw too, in central Ohio Saturday, uh, the uh, alert on freeway, highway billboards about a Ford Edge that I think the billboard said was silver in color. Turns out it was white in color, but that was Stephen Marlowe's vehicle that was videoed and photographed at the scene by security cameras. Uh, of neighbors. And so uh, he was finally located on late Saturday night in Lawrence, Kansas. And as I said, he'll be extradited uh, back to Ohio. It's also tragic and unexpected that a 27-year-old second-year Ohio State medical student, Mason Fisher, who was participating in the charitable bike ride Pelotonia on Saturday, uh, died as well. Uh, 100-mile mark. He had... uh, little less than three miles to go, and he collapsed 
And it certainly appears to me uh, must have died almost instantly because he was in the company of 27 other Ohio State med students. So if you're going to collapse at an event like that, uh, you couldn't be uh, among a group of people more equipped to handle uh, your medical emergency than that group. And uh, Mason Fisher unfortunately passed away. I said he was 27 years old. He was riding with his cousin. And um, very, very unexpected and very, very sad. I, I, I remember at least one other death uh, in past Pelotonias. Uh, this was the third one that he had ridden in, so he's certainly familiar with the uh, physical toll that it can take on you. Um, his cousin said Mason had an incredibly strong faith, which guided him through everything he did. Well, that's certainly good news amid the unexpected and uh, and tragic news that he collapsed and died. So we certainly um, feel for those who were around him. That would make an impression on you that you would never forget, and for those in his family who will grieve his loss. It's not unexpected, unfortunately, very unfortunately, it's not unexpected that young people die in inner-city Columbus Far too often. Saturday, I had the privilege of being part of a charitable fundraiser for the Lyndon McKinley High School football program and really the athletic department. Uh, It's an amazing, transformative story of the past three years where the uh, students, the athletes at Lyndon McKinley have galvanized around a transformative coach, Eric Valentine, and his class, uh, and his coaching staff, rather. And uh, they've gone from a team that was the laughing stock and could barely field a team and had multiple coaches in a year to a team that had an incredible year last year and reached the playoffs. And Coach Valentine was the Ohio Division Four Coach of the Year. That's an amazing story. It's what can happen when people plug into young people's lives and instill discipline and stability and investment and all the all the great qualities that so many times were missing uh, in our inner city public schools. And we raised like $37,000 for the cause, and people were you know, extremely appreciative of that. And as I was driving home with my wife and daughter, I remarked about how great it was to be a part of an event like that and how sad it is that so many of the kids in Linden have an expectation that it's normal that there will be a shooting and possibly a murder in their neighborhood that weekend that it is the rare weekend when violence doesn't occur to that degree in Franklinton and Linden and other parts of Columbus, true in Cincinnati, where they had last night, or a 2 a.m. Sunday, rather, group two groups of people, downtown Cincinnati, some kind of altercation developed between the two groups. Somebody didn't like what the other group said. Somebody didn't like what the other group was wearing or did or presumed they did. And gunfire broke out, and we have eight people wounded. And thankfully, there were police officers there who fired at one of the gunmen. Or we might have had people killed. We might have had more people shot. So good work by Cincinnati PD in that regard. But back to Columbus and Linden, no murders of note this particular weekend, but South of downtown Columbus, just south of downtown Columbus in Marion Village, Parsons Avenue. Uh, 19-year-old Anton Stargell shot and killed. Shot. Somebody dropped him off at Nationwide Children's Hospital. They didn't stop. They just dropped him out at the ER. I don't know if he staggered in or if somebody ran out and got him, but he didn't survive. He was dead by 3 p.m. 
Reports of gunfire came in 2.50 p.m. So he was obviously mortally wounded. And this is all too common in the city of Columbus. The violence that has been a part of our town the last, now in our third year. And as I said, it's not any different in Cincinnati or Dayton or Cleveland or any other big city in Ohio. So um, that's the story from the crime end of things uh, in our listening area over the weekend. Of course, nationally, it is rare, it is rare indeed for our elected officials to work on a Saturday or a Sunday. You may be doing that to try to pay your bills with inflation and Contend with high gas prices, high food prices, high car prices, airline prices. Are there any prices that aren't high? No. Well, you may be working the weekends to try to make that happen, but it's not typically something you see for, say, the Senate to be in session on a Saturday. But that was very important that they be in session, not just on Saturday, but on Sunday and all night, too, because... The Democrats in the Senate, all 50 of them, plus Kamala Harris, the tie-breaking vice president, found it an ample reason to be there, a a motivational reason to be there, to double the size of the IRS. To double the size of the IRS. To the point where now, under the terms of the new so-called Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm not the only one who says it's the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Guess who else calls it the so-called Inflation Reduction Act? I think this might be the first time I've ever agreed with Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. But I do. Bernie Sanders. I'm going to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Thank you, Bernie. The so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Bernie. Crazy Bernie, tapioca pudding, green jobs loving, Russia honeymooning Bernie Sanders. Huh. He calls it the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which all the nonpartisan agencies, Wharton School of Business, Congressional Budget Office, Committee for This and That on Taxation, they all say it won't reduce inflation. Um, interesting. That they don't call it the Save save the Environment Act, right? I mean, the environment needs saving, and they're spending $400 billion to save the environment. Why would they not call it the Save the Environment Act? To rescue the planet. Delay incineration of Planet Earth Act. No, they're not calling it that. They're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. No, they're doubling the size of the IRS. And when you double the size of the IRS, uh, what will that make the IRS bigger than? Hmm. There are a lot of federal agencies out there. You might be surprised to know how big the IRS will become in relation to things like, I don't know, the FBI, the Pentagon, State Department, Customs and Border Protection. We'll give you the uh, breakdown on that next. So I uh, dropped, well, not really dropped. We were there for like five hours uh, at the campus where my oldest daughter will be going to college yesterday. And in order to get there, we uh, took a very scenic drive through 
parts of our listing area, Logan, uh, Allglaze, Mercer County. Uh, enjoyed all the little towns, Lakeview, Russell's Point, New Hampshire, St. Mary's, Rockford. And I'm not sure if it was in Rockford or not, but there was some little town that we pulled up to an intersection. And I look over to my right, and there is a store adorned in uh, various Trump flags. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump, Trump 2024. Lots and lots of Trump flags. And then I noticed a bunch of Trump paraphernalia and a bunch of yards and houses and all over my drive because I'm going through rural Ohio, soybean country, corn country. Beautiful, beautiful countryside. And I noticed nobody kept up their Biden-Harris signs from the election. Now, this is... This is odd to me that if your candidate won and a lot of your neighbors have Trump signs still out, wouldn't you want to put it in their face? Ha ha, my candidate won. Your big mean orange man who's mean and big and orange lost. I'm going to keep my Biden-Harris sign out. No, all the Biden-Harris signs are down, which would indicate to me that you're not all that proud to own your vote or or that through that section of the countryside through which I drove yesterday out and back there were no Harris Biden signs but I drive that area several times a year and I know there were a few back then my guess is there will be fewer Democratic signs this fall as the midterms arrive now that Senate Democrats and no one else, not a single Republican, voted for the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Going to spend a lot of money, $739 billion, $369 billion of it for green jobs and energy investments. Uh, $313 billion of it will be provided by, they say, a 15% tax on corporations. And $124 billion they spent to enhance the IRA. See, not to expand the IRA. That's a dirty word, expand the IRA. Nobody wa- or the IRS. Nobody wants to expand the IRS. They want to enhance it. How are they going to enhance it? By expanding it. They're going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. 87,000. That will bring the total of IRS employees to 165,000. How does that compare to other consequential federal agencies? Well, you might be surprised to learn there are only 23,000 employees in the State Department. There are only 35,000 in the FBI. There are only 60,000 in Customs and Border Protection. And I don't know how many there are in the Pentagon, but there's not very many because when you add the Pentagon employees up with the State Department employees, with the FBI employees, with the Customs and Border Protection employees, it will all be fewer total than the IRS. Now, the IRS, you have a visual image of the IRS as a humorless guy in a bad suit with a pocket protector and a calculator. And he looks at your tax return over the top of his glasses and he hits the calculator, and maybe it has a like, little paper roll printout. That's your image of the IRS. Did you know that the IRS agents are 
licensed to carry guns? Now, why would an IRS agent need to carry a gun? Is it possible that the expansion of the IRS, and did you know that also, um, before I tell you what the expansion of the IRS means, did you also know that if the IRS decides they're going to take your money or they're going to take, you're going to shut your door, they're going to lock you out of your house, going to lock you out of your business. Did you know you can't go to court and get an injunction against that because the IRS is above the law? They're not subject to the laws. Like, you know, your neighbor does something to you. You can take him to court. You can sue him. You can't sue the IRS. You can't do that. You can't say, hey, I was disadvantaged by the IRS. They're, the, they're just investigating me, and they locked my doors, and now I can't open my business. They can do pretty much whatever they want. They can carry guns. And so I am a little uneasy about this expansion of the IRS, and I am not alone. Uh, Ted Cruz, you might expect, freedom fighter that he is, uh, he's not very happy about the IRS. So, you know, while the uh, Senate Democrats and pulling along their Republican colleagues in an all-nighter last night, Ted Cruz tried to introduce an amendment to the so-called Inflation Reduction Act to stop the expansion of the IRS. Uh, but he got no Democratic support, but here was Cruz making his case to not double the size of the IRS. There are a lot of bad things in this bill, but few are worse than the proposal by Democrats in this bill to double the size of the IRS and create 87,000 new IRS agents. I guarantee you, citizens in every one of our states, if you ask them what do they want, they don't want 87,000 new IRS agents, and they're not being created to audit billionaires or giant corporations. They're being created to audit you. Uh, the, the House Ways and Means Committee, the minority, has put out an estimate that under this bill, there will be 1.2 million new audits per, per year, with over 700,000 of those new audits falling on taxpayers making $75,000 or less. I believe personally we should abolish the IRS, but at a minimum we shouldn't make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol all combined. That's what the Democrats are proposing here. It is a terrible idea. If you don't want 87,000 new IRS agents, vote yes. Oh, so he got 49 Senate Republicans to vote with him. He got 50 Senate Democrats who voted against him. And then Vice President Kamala Harris, for the 25th time, 25th time, Kamala Harris broke a tie in the Senate. That seems like a lot of ties to me in the Less than two years, she's been the vice president. And I'm not talking about breaking a tie on an amendment vote. I'm talking about her vote on this act to forward it to the House, which will vote on it Friday. Yeah, I wonder if Tim Ryan will show up or if he'll phone in his vote through a pal while he campaigns for another government job throughout the state of Ohio. Yeah, she's broken the tie 25 times. So it underscores the importance of electing Republicans to the Senate And our opportunity to do that in Ohio is with J.D. Vance. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.